Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. With the NFL draft oh so close, it's time we get serious. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the QB Whisperer's Whisperer. And with me, as always, is AJ Arm strength and hand size is all I need, Marchese. And don't forget the wonder lick. <laughs> Today, we're going to run through our top 10 QB prospects in the 2020 NFL Draft. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way, where you wait for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alerts to anyone approaching your home entry motion and glass break sensor guards inside you barely notice it's there but what's truly remarkable is you can set up the system all by yourself anyone can do it it takes 30 minutes to an hour tops and there's absolutely no trade-off to your safety you'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch the police to your home at a moment's notice 24 7 and it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts it's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team to protect against AJ. All right. Uh, as per tradition, we're going to slowly count through position by position tradition position by position mm-hmm. our top tens uh at each position and uh at least this year because we do two shows a week now we'd start later in the process so the rankings aren't super yeah. different by the time the draft rolls around yeah our, our quarterback rankings are coming out january 15th <laughs> yeah i think that was that the exact date last time it was something it was like that something like that that week at least yeah. it was like right after the college football season ended yeah, so this is better, hopefully. Oh, really? Yeah, it was before the Senior Bowl. 
It was before the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like the 16th or 17th. Yeah, really quality stuff from us. Hey, we're getting better. <laughs> we figured it out, kind of. Kind of. Uh, and prior to the show, as AJ said to me, as per tradition, we get the Bill Parcells QB rules written down. So, uh, you guys know the drill. Can't draft a quarterback unless they're a senior because they need time to mature and develop into a pro. Yeah, they absolutely. must they must graduate because they need to show that they take responsibility seriously. Mm. They must be a three-year starter because they need to show multiple years of success and know how to be the guy. Now, two years, you're not the guy. Three, though, you're the guy. And they must have at least 23 wins and 30 starts because good numbers need to come in context of winning. Absolutely. Finally, touchdown interception ratio. This is the only one I I, I, I like definitely <laughs> agree with. Uh, at least two to one. Yeah, that seems pretty fair. And be a sixty percent thrower. I think if we were to call old coach himself Bill Parcells right now, I think you want to add no transfers to the list of his rules too. Oh yeah, that's true. So Joe Burrow off the list. Last off. year Kyler Murray off the list. Off. Hurts done. <laughs> yeah. James Hertz, Morgan, sorry. It, it's funny because Hertz is probably. Uh, uh, actually, never mind. I take that back. Well, he's he's like one of the two that that hits. That does hits hit. The, uh, Herbert and uh, Hertz are the only two who hit every check on here. Yeah. But if you factor in the Bill Parcells uh, secret six rule of no transfer, it's just Justin Herbert. It's just Herbert. <laughs> he stuck it out in Eugene. You gotta give him credit for that. We need to make our own five rules uh, that are updated. Can they be more ridiculous than Parcells's? I'm surprised size isn't one of his rules. I'm surprised race isn't one of his rules. <laughs> sorry, Bill. Hey, he started Quincy Carter. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it. it just I'm just trying to be archaic and make fun of you. Uh, well, come on. I'm sorry, coach. Uh, I'm also surprised like playing in like, the Northeast isn't a rule. <laughs> Well, actually, actually, he had he had he had Bledsoe. That's the the Northwest. But I'm surprised, like small school, like Power Five, isn't a real. I'm surprised by that. Nah, because Parcel strikes me as a guy like if you're six five, but you, like if you're Carson Wentz, like he would have loved Carson Wentz. That's that's a good point. Yeah, Carson Wentz definitely checked all the boxes. All right, that's that's all our analysis. Whatever the coach says goes. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so as you heard, the only quarterbacks we believe are draftable are Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts, but uh, asterisks beside Hurts because he transferred. Of the top top guys, at least. A lot of the bottom guys are draftable. Oh, yeah, sorry. You, you know Jake Luton's not, though? He transferred from Idaho. Yeah. If we, if that's an asterisk. Wait, but that, what, does that one count because the program folded? Good question. We friend gotta get of the, the show. Friend of the show. Um, what's our, who's our friend of the show? Scott uh, Linehan. Matt Linehan. Matt Linehan. This is the show's already off the rails. Okay, we gotta just, call him up and ask. Him okay, let's. Like, we need to move on from whatever this is. Uh, as a as a podcast. Uh, okay. Before we actually count down our quarterbacks, are we ten to one or one to ten? Ten to one. Sure. Okay. A lot of thought went into this one. Uh, we'll hit a couple superlatives by position before we uh, jump straight into the uh, the countdown that you're all waiting for. I'm just buying time because I'm realizing this episode's not going to be very long unless I fill it with uh, nonsense. Well, no, we can, we'll talk about each guy a good good amount, maybe. Do we have to? 
We don't. I don't really care. But I figured you wanted to. Uh, okay. Let's let's talk superlatives quarterback class. Uh, one of the better quarterback classes we've seen, both in terms of top end talent. Um, mm-hmm. at the, there's a certain quarterback in this class who is the highest graded quarterback I've ever graded, which is the last three drafts. Spoiler alerts. Um, Me too, by the way. Oh snap! But yeah, the, this is uh, this is up there in terms of prior to the draft how I feel about it with that Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen class. <laughs> I agree. It, it is up there at the top. Uh, was the middle of that class better than this one? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if we can't remember, it wasn't that great. It's a good. If you buy me time, I will open my. Uh, I'll buy you time. I'll, I'll talk. Well, after after the clear top four guys here, it's it's pretty interesting with three, maybe four guys in that kind of second. Well, I should say third tier, uh, potential mm-hmm. day two passers, and I think you've got potential developmental starters there, obviously in the right situation. And then after that, it gets really interesting. I think there's a lot of depth in terms of guys who are going to be on. Uh, preseason rosters and potentially XFL rosters, like there, there's a lot of quarterbacks who are going to go undrafted that still interest me. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Okay, so I think like the bottom end of this class is better than that one because like we went Rosen, Darnold. This is my rankings, by the way. I'll expose myself. Rosen, Darnold, Mayfield, Lamar, Josh Allen. So that's, that's for us. That's top. I forgot end. Lamar was in this class because like I just think he's already just. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird, right? And then and then my sixth guy was Kyle Loletta. Still believe. Oh. And we got Mason Rudolph. So yeah, it, it drops <sighs> yeah, off quick it drops here. Off. But in the moment, some people would stand those guys like you. And like Mike White was in the like he wasn't in he was like my tenth quarterback, but you know, there's a couple of Mike White well, fans. No, there was there was definitely like Mike White as at least a long term decade backup. Remember the Chase Lydon fans? So yeah, we're still around. What's up? <laughs> So yeah, uh, but no, that's I, I agree. There's a lot of guys I like. There's a lot of backups, guys I like a backup a lot. Like, yeah, there, there's about 20, maybe a little less, 17-ish quarterbacks in this class who I could see making rosters. How, how many draftable grades do you have? Uh, nine. Oh, nine really? or that's... ten? Nine or ten. I have 14, but... Holy fuck. Th- yeah, like three... three four. Like four of those are seventh round guys. My my tenth QB is like a priority free agent, but is in my like top two hundred and fifty three. So he would, in theory, be drafted. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. I, but I yeah, I've I've nine guys who I would definitely uh, draft. Fair enough. I yeah, I have nine before this late sixth round. So about the same as you. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Because after that, it's kind of. Once I just you get like. Into the, yeah, go ahead. Once you get into like the two hundreds, the two twenties, yeah. every like all like the group of priority free agents and late seventh guys, like they're all very similar in grade. If you yeah. know what I mean, so no, uh, yeah, no, I'm saying, uh, it's, I feel the same way. And like, but I just like, like taking a chance at those guys. I, I what I was gonna say is I only have uh, nine draftable, but uh, my QB 10, 11, 12, 13, I would, like, I would use 10, 10 through 13, I would feel comfortable drafting in the seventh round. 
Okay, so pretty so much. like they, it's not draftable grade, but at the same time, it's like be, also because it's a quarterback and just to get it on your roster, and like there's there's something there with those guys in my eyes. So, mm-hmm. so we, we feel pretty similar to the class. Yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, I think it, it's pretty clear there's uh, a a tier one, uh, and then tier two is two more like tier one's two QBs, tier two is two QBs. I'm not gonna spoil who they are, and then tier tier threes where it gets interesting. Because there's four guys in that conversation, kind of. Um, I, there is. I, I think tier three is three guys, though, probably. Okay. Uh, I, so for me, tier three is two guys, and then two more in tier four, and then one guy. My ninth QB. This is not good podcast talk. <laughs> we're just like we're just, we're like just <laughs> talking about stuff we're about to talk about. <laughs> we're just hanging. Just yeah. Just just two we're two chilling. pals hanging. Uh, anyway. Let's get into it. Let's just let's yeah. Let's get into it. Highest floor quarterback in this class, Joe Burrow. Yeah, it's not Can I close. Say conviction. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not close. Um, and it. I think it would be if Tua's injury history didn't exist. Yeah, you'd have to consider that. Um, but at minimum, I think Joe Burrow, at, like his absolute worst, is an Andy Dalton type of quarterback. Absolute worst. That's his floor. That's how high I am on him because. Andy Dalton's one of the best quarterbacks in Bengals history. That's true. Um, yeah, uh, as we alluded to earlier, Joe Burrow is my highest graded quarterback that I have evaluated over the last uh, was it three drafts now? Three, yeah. Um, where he, yeah. Where does he sit on your board? Uh, I moved him up. He's three right now. Yeah. See, I think it's hard to justify Joe Burrow being outside of the top three big board. Like that's how good he is. Yeah, no, I like I can easily see him getting to two as I just you know keep working through other guys. And... Right. Yeah. The only the, he, for me he's two. Only Chase Young above him. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes his floor so high? I think it's it's pretty clearly his combination of decision making. He just sees the field better than anybody. It's and he's true. He yeah. he doesn't get rattled like he makes so many plays off schedule of structure, um, and, and just. He's got. He's not some elite athlete, but he's good athlete who yes. uses his legs to extend plays. Obviously, you see that. I've. I don't think I've ever seen a college quarterback consistently extend plays out of structure uh, to major success the way Joe Burrow did this past year at LSU. I hundred percent. I like. I don't even know how he keeps making those throws. Like the one that I keep coming back to is the, is the one in the college football playoff game uh, against Oklahoma. Yeah, where he's like already out of bounds and just. Yeah. Like, we watched a handful of LSU games together this year. Yeah. Uh, and I think every time we would essentially, ignoring everybody else in the room, uh, be like, it's every time. He does this every time. Like, when you think it's over, it's not over because it's Joe Burrow. And the, the two greatest quarterback seasons I have ever seen uh, in college football are Joe Burrow and Cam Newton. Uh, I think that's fair. And I, I'll probably agree with you. I think Burrow's the, the best I've ever seen, though. Certainly, certainly, I I I agree, uh, yeah. and it's it clearly, um, I think the best passing season of all time, mm-hmm. and like it's not close, um, it's in, I, I don't know, like I just can't see him. He's as close to a can't miss quarterback as I have seen. Who's your comp from now? It's Tony Romo. Okay. So you've been on that for a long time. I have. And, and uh, I mean, I've seen Slimming, Andrew Luck, 
as Hold, one. Okay, can I come clean about this? I I had that thought, but I didn't want to admit it because I thought that was too big. And then Danny Kelly did, and now I'm kind of chasing his tail. So I, I just don't want to steal it. I well I, at the same time too is maybe it's the numbers just tricking my mind, but I just see Tony Romo, and I'm also a big Tony Romo defender. I think Tony Romo is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in NFL history. Um. So, uh, like, at, at, it's crazy to me that I could stick a Tony Romo comp on Joe Burrow, uh, who, again, one of the best quarterbacks of the 2000s, multiple-time pro bowler, uh, mm-hmm. and, and it feels, like, not big enough. Yeah, he's, he's Tony Romo, but he's a winner. He's Shots Tony fired. Romo, Andrew Luck, and <laughs> Peyton Manning. Hey, okay, well, Daniel Jeremiah kept uh, mentioning the the Tom Brady stuff during the combine. That was weird. I don't see that because, the, like, although, well, I mean, he's also, I don't want to compare anyone to the greatest player in NFL history. I wouldn't um, either. I don't think he's even that stylistically close. He, he kept mentioning the mechanics, which, I mean, fair because his mechanics are really crisp. He's got fantastic footwork, but it, it, stylistically, I don't think they play the same. They well obviously not because like Joe Burrow is a much better athlete than Tom Brady. Better quarterback. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> cut that one, James. Um, <laughs> but like I do see it in like the the mannerisms and the mechanics though. I, I can get behind what Daniel Jeremiah is saying there though. To be to be fair, to give him some credit. Um, but yeah, I kind of like the 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 mini Andrew Luck comp. It's yeah. No, it's I, like, I I think yeah. that and Romo are the two best. I, th- I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. He's special. Obviously, a slam dunk for his overall pick. Uh, one, of, one of the fun... Like, I'm very excited for him to hit the NFL. Me too. We've been very lucky, though. Um, Kyler Murray last year, Burrow this year. And I, I think with both of them, it was... I was so excited for Kyler to hit the NFL. And he just immediately made a not-fun team so much more fun. Obviously, it helped that Cliff Kingsbury was there. With Burrow, it's going to help. Because I think Zach Taylor... Although I don't have like massive high hopes for Zach Taylor, I think he's a creative offensive mind, and mm-hmm. th- we will see a lot of fun stuff with Burrow there. Yeah, I I don't know what type of expectations I have for him next year because like I kind of feel like I I can expect him to go out and be like pretty pretty great as a rookie, but then look at the Bengals roster, but also. The wide receiver position. They got that, some talent there, right? They get Jonah Williams coming back, too. Yeah. Like, the offensive line will be better. Let's see what they do in free agency. Probably nothing. Mike Brown wants to keep that money. Um, but at minimum, the the AFC North is the, uh, I think, the most interesting quarterback division in football. As long as they don't fuck this up and they do take Joe Burrow. So. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be uh, Justin Herbert after Mike Brown calls Bill Parcells. Let me let me ask you though. If let's be nitpicky, because uh, okay. everything's no, great this about is good. This, yeah, this is good. Where are okay? We know the arm stuff. It's not a lead. It's not I don't, a special arm. It doesn't like that. Doesn't I get it does, that? It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. So let's get into the other stuff that you can uh, bitch about, Rob. Let's hear some. Well, he technically was only good for a year. One year wonder question mark. Well, it was probably go. only six games. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, outside of the arm, um honestly he is so clean. Uh like cause he he throws with such great touch. He's never yes. rattled. The decision making is so quick. Uh he just he sees the field better than any quarterback I've evaluated. Um uh, yeah, honestly, outside of the arm I don't have anything. Like <laughs> okay. I, I'm I mean I'm totally serious. Like 
I have a big old grade. I I will tell. I do too. I will say. I think I only have like two negatives outside of the arm. And again, the arm. I don't really give a fuck. Um, and these are like just super super nitpicky that like for any other quarterback I wouldn't even care. Yeah, about you're those. just looking so you have something to say. So, so we seem like real analysts. Yeah. <laughs> so I, okay, while he navigates the pocket tremendously. I think there are odd times he holds onto the ball slightly long. Oh, yeah, this mi- is a good one. And he misreads the feel of the rush and can lead to sacks. But that's super rare. And again, he's fucking phenomenal navigating the pocket, so it doesn't really matter. And I think sometimes his ball placement's a little behind, guys, on, on, on occasion. But, like, then you look at it. His, his accuracy at every single level is so phenomenal. Like, Yeah, he's got wonderful ball placement. I think that's interesting, though. That's definitely something to watch, especially playing, assumably playing behind the Bengals' offensive line. Yeah. is he does, like, I'm not trying to say this is a bang, but if he when he does hold on to the ball a little bit long at LSU because he was such a great pocket navigator, he could extend plays, and he had such great pass catchers, yep. um, he, he'd always hit that money play, that big play. And with the Bengals, where his offensive line isn't going to be able to give him um, nearly as much time, and he's facing much better pass rushers i think that is something to i guess pay attention to i'm not worried about it but if you're gonna look for something i I think that's a a good thing to point out here's my like negative prediction it's not very negative oh my god in his rookie year you see that happen more than we did at lsu again because the the terrific supporting cast at lsu don't know how to feel about the Bengals roster but sophomore year and this is such a prediction i just want to talk about this sophomore year second year in cincinnati uh, as that offensive line hopefully gets better, he becomes familiar. Hopefully, John Ross takes a step. He gets becomes familiar with Tyler Boyd. Hopefully, AJ Green's still around. I think that we could see a huge, huge leap if he's not already good in rookie year to his sophomore year, and that's that's like my minimum expectations. Interesting. The reverse Baker Mayfield. Exactly. Okay, high ceiling. I I will struggle with this one. Well, I, I mean, it's between two guys. Okay, for for this, like, I almost want to say Joe Burrow, but for the sake of being interesting, yeah. I'll, I'll say Justin Herbert. Oh. No, it's Tua. Come on. You I think just, Justin Herbert's got a higher ceiling than Tua? This is because of the injuries. Uh, that, that scares me off a little but bit. Like that, but that doesn't, that's, in this scenario, that would be a floor question if Tua's healthy. Right? That's a good point. So, you seem stupid. I seem no, smart. No. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it is. I mean, in reality, I picked Joe Burrow. But okay, then pick Joe Burrow. Come on, don't. Okay, J- okay. Producer James, cut that. He said AJ said Justin Herbert's got the highest ceiling of anyone in the class in history. Um, <laughs> just for me, I wanted like I just wanted to talk the Herbert thing because he has the high the most distance between his ceiling and his floor in the first round. Maybe love, I guess. But you know, what you know, what I was trying to get at. But fucking scrap it. Joe Burrow's got my highest ceiling. Okay, I put Tua over. We we obviously just talk a lot of Burrow. I put Tua over Herbert, or over Burrow and, and Herbert, Herbert. Uh, for this, just because um, it's kind of with with Tua. It's been since his like junior year of high school. We've heard this guy's the next coming. Mm-hmm. Shout out Trent Dilford. Um, his combination of throwing like his anticipation throwing ability is something I don't think I've ever consistently seen like we've his whole career is so magical the minute he yeah. stepped in the national championship yeah and obviously with him it's funny because I think Burrow and Tua both have 
in quotations arm strength questions um not that i'm not too worried about uh but i think Tua's ability to both extend plays throw mm-hmm. with anticipation uh and beautiful touch uh like we've seen the comps for two are interesting because a lot of they're like higher than burrow um we've seen i think we've seen drew Brees, and i've seen steve young and it's outside of that like have you seen any other comparisons for Tua? not really and but you know you you lend it to because drew Brees because of the size and steve young because the Left-handed, yes. And mobility. <laughs> I've got Steve Young, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I think that's fair. I mean, he, he looks a lot like him. Um, yeah. He plays I mean, like him. I, I, like, I'm not saying he is Steve Young. But when I do pro comparison, it's style generally based on stylistic play. And there's not it, a lot of quarterbacks who stylistically played like Tua. Or, and Steve Young is kind of the guy who, both in terms of, he wasn't the biggest guy in the world. He, he was almost playing quarterback, just... I, I don't know how to describe it, but when you watch, like, that Steve Young touchdown run against Minnesota, yeah. where, where it's just... It's ballpark football, and you yeah. see that with Tua sometimes, and, and when he's healthy, specifically when he can take advantage of that mobility. Yeah. Um, and Steve Young is also one of the most efficient, accurate quarterbacks the NFL has ever seen. I think that's something that's kind of lost at times. Uh, and, and Tua is, like... Again, his anticipatory throwing ability is rare. It, I mean, I, I don't want to get too much into Steve Young, but obviously just living his whole career in Joe Montana's shadow kind of sucks. And Tua with Jalen Hurts. And just with Jalen Hurts. But no, that, like, I almost wanted to – I don't want to fully ignore the his, the injury history, but like even watching these games, I want to ignore – like, like you can tell on tape in his games when he's not feeling himself. Yes, 100%. But like more than like any other quarterback I've noticed, because go and watch his healthy games, he's he's out of the war, out of this world, and like the Steve Young comps are so on because he does make those incre- in, 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 insane, crazy, uh, extend the, the the play plays and running down the field, and like that's that's the Tua that I kind of like like just looked at, you know what I mean? Like I I, I kind of wanted to s- scrap away the the injured Tua. And I'll say that, like, Tua, um, I think he's the third highest quarterback grade I've given in the last three years. Oh, that's interesting. How high I love you Tua. Yeah. Uh, he's, like, f- I think he's fifth right now. Okay. So, a little higher than me. Um, yeah. I, I'm very high on Tua. Like, like I, I kind of grade it, like, uh, as we get through this. I gave top ten, quote-unquote, grades to Joe Burrow and Tua, and I don't do that very often. Ooh, lucky them. Lucky them. I like again. Like and you know, he's got his flaws. He also yeah. the, the health stuff. Inconsistent. Uh, I think decision making at times. He doesn't always read the whole field. He's a at times uh, kind of a pre snap first read hit it, and that can lead to trouble yeah. at times. Um, I'm he not got more... a bit better with that, but yeah. Yeah, he no, he definitely did this year, a hundred percent. And, and I think that's overshadowed by the injury, and like that's all people are talking about. He got better this year, uh, and I think that's kind of the difference between a guy like him and Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has been a very similar player for three years. Yes, uh, and then Tua again. Yeah, I think he got better. Um, it, it, even his numbers are were better this season. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, people kind yeah. of forget that. Like he was throwing what? Like I think he finished the completion percentage of like seventy and a half or something stupid like that. Yeah, him it's not better. 
Him and Burrow's uh, career numbers are stupid. I've got all their numbers written down. We'll get to that in a bit. Okay. But uh, anyway, moving on from that, value pick. So I, I feel like value pick with most positions, we're talking probably day three quarterback or day three guy at that position. But with, with high train, uh, high train. With the value pick, we don't care about editing here that much, so we just let this train. I think it adds character to the show. Yeah, me too. Um, So I think value pick with quarterbacks more like the day two guy, the Kirk Cousins. Who can you take on day two who can become potentially a long-term starter or quarterback? I I actually went with a day three. I'll give you two. That's fine, too. That's fine. Dak Prescott went day three, so that's fine. Sure. I can give a day two and a day... Here, let, throw yours out first and let me gauge where you are with this category. Uh, mine's Jalen Hurts. Okay. I, I, my, mine's a guy I got uh, a little lower. But no, that's... Let's talk about Jalen Hurts. I think with Jalen Hurts, um, he, he'd be my value pick because combination of things. Uh, obviously, you get the upside of he's an elite runner at quarterback. Yep. He's one of the highest football character guys we've just seen in general. Yep. Like, even if he's your quarterback, too, he's going to be so good in your locker room. Um, and, and just the, with, the, with the way the NFL has gone, you need playmakers at quarterback, and he is that when uh, most of the other guys in that kind of tier he is in are not. So what do you see Jalen Hurts' ceiling being? As a as a quarterback? Like, comparison-wise? or Yeah, sure. Dak Anything Prescott? Like, I think I, I get that, that that's a lofty comp and stuff, um, and some people don't like it. But I, I, could, I see. I think he's got a really high floor too because of who he is. I so think his floor is high. I, I don't think it's a crazy high ceiling, in my opinion. I think at minimum you're getting a long term backup who can spot start, and because of his athleticism, uh, can be a, a can win you football games if you need it. I think at minimum he's one of the best backups in the NFL. Like he's like a Tyrod Taylor. I was about to say that. I think he's better than Tyrod Taylor. I think he is I, too. At, at like at minimum. Pretty much, yes, uh, and, and I, I think at, ma- at, at maximum, I think he, I think in the right situation, I, I think I might be higher on Jalen Hurts than a lot of people at this point, but I think in the right situation in today's NFL, Jalen Hurts can be a starting quarterback in the NFL eventually. I think, no, I think that's fair though. It's like, like where do you have him? Let me, let me on my board you. or in my rankings. Board, board, ninety uh, fifth or something. Okay, so I have like a, a mid to late third round grade on him. So we're close. Yeah, I, I like I, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I like I'd be very comfortable, obviously, drafting him in that range. And like like I said, I just I just don't know how high his ceiling is. And again, if you plan to start him, you have to have a plan in place, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have who, a good coach. And like, who, who's your value pick? I, I put Anthony Gordon, but like that that's a little lower. As um, at, at like day three. Yeah, I've I've him as an early fifth round guy. Okay, so that's, I think that's, that's, that's about like he's like 140th on my board or something, so right around there. Pretty close, yeah. Um, I, again, like I, I think Jalen Hurts a better quarterback, but just uh, Anthony Gordon's a little more of a project than Jalen Hurts, which is weird to I say. I think because... so. I think so too. Like he's the type of guy he, he could be out of the league in two years. <laughs> I agree. He's kind of boomer bust. Like, it just the upside potential that you see with him is is interesting. Um, again, I think he could be a long-term backup, but also I think he's like I think he's one of the guys you you had in mind when you mentioned a potential uh, starting quarterback in the future. Um, the arm is pretty good. I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the future. 
I don't think he's gonna be, but like I think he, he doesn't even the, know how footwork works. His feet are uh, cement, <laughs> uh, sloppy. It's like slop. It's fresh cement. That's what his feet are. Um, I think like he, I think he makes some impressive, uh, out of not even out of structure, a bit out of structure, but just his arm angle throws are interesting and exciting, mm-hmm. but. There's a lot of like, I don't, I don't think he's that quick of a processor. I don't think he's that great of a decision maker. It's so many dump offs to Max Borgi. And it's also like in that offense, it's it's also kind of tough to figure out. But you're the master of the uh... like watching him versus Gardner, Gardner Minshew last year, mm-hmm. just because they're both coming from the Mike Leach uh, air raid at Washington State, and I am the master of the air raid, as you said. Yep. Um, like I think there's a significant difference in uh decision making between the two and that's i think that the big yeah. big big difference and i also think Minshew mechanically uh footwear's lower body mechanically was much more advanced agreed i think the top end throws from anthony gordon are more impressive than gardner Minshew's though yeah he's got a better arm but he does yeah and like he makes he makes some really impressive uh deep and intermediate throws um i got a little bit of touch I can't wait till we get KJ Costello talk out of the air raid next year. That's actually going to be really exciting. I, I think we both kind of like KJ Costello. So let's spoiler twenty twenty one QB rankings go. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, um, Justin Fields. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think you got something there in Anthony Gordon. No, he's definitely interesting. I think I think with him, it's really important that he ends up at quarterback three somewhere. Yeah, so he's not just thrust into a, into a spot if someone like mattering. Like he needs time because yeah, one year starter and a baseball guy, and he they like kind of found him at a random junior college, and he's just very inexperienced, I guess. For sure. Uh, okay, who who who's your sleeper in the class? Okay, if this isn't deep enough, I'll pick a deeper one. I'm with Cole McDonald though. It's Is that not, deep enough? No, he's a consensus. I think the top nine quarterbacks are consensus, and he's in it. Okay. Um, Do you want me to say mine while you think? Go ahead. Jake Luton, my boy. Oregon State, 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Derek Anderson comp because they both went to Oregon State and they're both 6'6". Six, six. That's true. I actually do like him. I think he he's um, a guy I would take a shot on in the seventh round. Obviously, size is interesting. I think he's got pretty decent uh, short accuracy. He's mechanically pretty clean. Not a great athlete by any means. Um, decent arm strength. He's improved his decision making, but he was very competent at Oregon State, a program that like didn't have a lot going on. Um, mm-hmm. I, I again, I think there's there's worse quarterbacks on NFL rosters. That's what I'll say. I have a seventh round grade on him too. Um, okay. I think like like I think he projects as a pretty good backup. Um, pretty, you're high on these 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 guys. Huh? I do, yeah. He's Derek Anderson. That's actually a good backup. So fine. Very good backup. I, I think like I think I'm maybe a little lower mechanically on him than you are. I thought like the, the, his release was a little loose. That was the word I kind of had for him. Like no, that's, no, I see what you mean. Some wobbly ball, some inaccurate pass. I, but I do. I think, I don't, I, I think I don't surprisingly didn't have as big an arm as I expected from a guy who's that big. Me too. Like and the, the spiral is not the tightest. So like no. if you can clean some of that stuff up, that's not bad. Um, I don't hate him at all. I, I don't. I, I finish with a draftable grade on him. So yeah, him, him, uh, Bryce Perkins and Tyler Huntley are all really close for me. I I don't have a draftable in Huntley, but he's my top UDFA. Okay. Um. 
Okay, fuck it. I'm, I'm going. I'm, should I swing for the fences here? I'm gonna go with Brian oh, Lowerky. Oh God. I still you like know, him. Uh, 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 it's gonna be sick in XFL. Congrats. Thank you. Watch like two uh, two of his games when he was a a sophomore, and you'll be sold on him. I promise you. Do, do you remember that one? It was like you know what? he could be a third round pick, potentially no, better. He it, what? It was he could be a first round pick. No, no, sorry. Yeah, like I, sorry. I meant yeah. He had first round potential. And like right now, if you were to ask me, he's going to be a third round pick in two years or a year. Uh, I still, I still think there's there's a little bit of interesting prime no. working. Um, uh, I'll go, I'll go James Morgan then. A, a guy who I I ended up liking more than I thought I did. Him and Luton, Luton, Luton uh, are like the kind of the two names that keep bubbling up. Is oh, these guys could go a little higher than people are thinking. Mm, I have they, uh, Luton over James Morgan. Me too. But they I think both. They both had big East-West Shrine game weeks. Um, they both had a little bit of buzz coming out of the combine. Mm-hmm. I think with Morgan, you get more surprisingly, even though he's smaller, like the bigger the arm is what what you're betting on with him. One hundred percent. Like the arm, like the velocity, the arm strength, they're NFL level uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then he makes some massive big time throws, and then he misses a ton of layups. Yeah. I think, I think like, him, him and Luton are a little different in that way. I think it's like kind of the opposite. Like Morgan's yeah. very boomer bust. Luton's he hits the layups, he misses or he doesn't make those big splashy plays. So yeah, I think he's like like he he make yeah some pretty good deep field accuracy. But then like he's another guy who's like feet are stiff, a little cementy in the pocket. Um, yeah, he's pretty calm with pressure, but he just doesn't feel it well. So maybe that's why he's so calm. <laughs> and then he doesn't move well in the pocket. So he he's a project, but you're you're definitely betting on that arm. Yes. Oh yeah. Who's your wild card? Uh, Jacob Eason. Mine too. I think that's the correct pick. I I I don't know how a lot of people feel. I think I'm higher on Jacob Eason than a lot of people are. Uh, I don't. Also, uh, it's all over the place, and I think that's why he is the wild card. He's the uh, a fun stat I told AJ today. He's the only quarterback in the consensus top nine with under 45 career touchdowns, under 60 percent completion percentage, and under seven and a half yards per attempt. You know, it's, it's kind of atypical to me, but with Jacob Easton more than most quarterbacks, I, I kind of overlook the real negatives, and I don't know why. I usually don't get enamored with special arms, uh, but I, I'm a little bit with Jacob Easton. I I finished with him like having an early early to mid-third-round grade, which I feel pretty comfortable with. He, he was in my second round for a bit, but... He's I, very, very, very boomer bust. Uh, if he goes in the first round, that's insane, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he's... I think at his, like he could be out of the league Christian Hackenberg style. Um, he could also be mm-hmm. a Jameis Winston type of starter if everything clicks right. I agree. And if everything clicks yeah. right, and Jameis it's Winston like, isn't even like the greatest thing in the world, clearly. So I don't know. He's Josh Freeman, maybe. Ooh, that's kind of fun. I like Thanks. that. Thanks. <laughs> like, like again, like the arm is just you get you get enamored with it. The ball just zips out. Like deep throws can be absolutely wow, and sometimes they're like a lot of times they're pretty accurate too. Um, and then you get to like like in the pocket, he's just a statue. He takes some really bad sacks. He's not going to do anything off script. And then he like he forces so many throws. He zeroes in on his receivers, gets them in a big yeah. int trouble. Like yeah. There's, there's all the negatives. I, I, I'm going to look on the positives of Jacob Eason. I'm, I think it's, I just kind of settled on that. And, uh, again, I don't have him as a second-round guy, but I, I'd be okay with the team taking him there. Okay. 
Uh, best bet, I think we're both in agreement. It's clearly Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. Best quarterback we've both evaluated in the three years we've uh, been pretending we're, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Where's he in your heart rankings? I love Joe Burrow. Me too. I think he might be my favorite. I, I, I've seen two last three years. Yeah. No, I think so. Yeah. Just most fun to watch. Most fun to watch. I like his personality a lot, too. Yeah. Um, This LSU season was magical. I felt like I was on a team. Yeah, go ahead. I felt like I watched every single LSU regular season game, like, in real time, too, just Mm because they were always playing somebody. Yeah. It was a a lot of fun. I love Joe Burrow. Yeah. Like, and again, it helps that his team was so lovable this year, too. And obviously, him and Coach O were at the center of it. I, I also love Joe Burrow. Okay, okay, enough of that, AJ. Time to actually count down these rankings. Let's do it. I forget how we do it. Do you do you want to go ten to five? Then I'll go ten to five or ten to six, and then yeah, this is new. Let's, let's try this. Let's try this. Okay, try this. so you go ten to six, then I'll go ten to six, then you go five to one, and I'll go five to one. Okay, sounds good. You can just rapid fire, and then we'll talk. I guess. <laughs> yeah. 10, I have Bryce Perkins. I got him as a late 6. I moved him up a bit on my board recently. Ninth, I got Cole McDonald. Late 5th, early 6th round guy for me. Uh, 8th, I have Anthony Gordon, who's an early 5th round guy. 7th, I got Jake Fromm as an early to mid 4th round guy. And uh, 6th for me is Jalen Hurts at mid to late 3rd. Okay, very close. Uh, So, 10 for me is Jake Luton. Mm 9, Cole McDonald. Oh, I should say. So, Jake Luton, 10. 248th on my board. Uh, nine Cole McDonald, two hundred ninth on my board. Eight Anthony Gordon, one hundred forty fourth on my board. Seven Jake Fromm, one hundred thirty ninth on my board. And six Jacob Eason, one hundred fifth on my board. So obviously the difference here is uh, our te- our QB ten. Um, Bryce Perkins is my QB eleven. Where's Luton uh, for you? My twelve, and I, I don't think okay. it's, it's not far off. I have Nate Stanley yeah. between. Them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I kind of like Nate Stanley. Yeah. Then obviously the big the big difference is I have Eason six. You have Hertz. I'm assuming you have Hertz or Eason five, and I have Hertz five. I do, and they grade out very, very close for me. Uh, the nod just goes on that upside for Jacob Eason. Um, See, I, th- I, I, the reason I went, I have Hertz over Eason. Um, even though I do kind of think of them in uh, almost their own tier, and then it's kind of the f- from Anthony Gordon tier for me. Um, uh, me too. Yeah. I just I am betting on kind of both the athleticism and the person over. That's very fair. Hurts is this, just safer, obviously, but one hundred percent agree. Like they grade up the exact same for me, um, and like I said, Eaton's an early to mid third round guy, and Hurts is a mid to late. So like I could easily see Hurts going. Over, well, it's probably not going to happen, but I would if Hurts goes above Eaton, I would have like no issue with it. Mm. So that for me. Uh, two guys we haven't really talked about yet. Let's start with Cole McDonald. Yeah, um, I kind of love Cole McDonald. He's obviously athletically, he was the most athletic quarterback pretty pretty much at the combine. He was. Uh, the arm talent is really impressive. Very much so. Like, okay, I, I, let's start from the, the the end. You throw in that BYU game, and that's what a way to close your career for Cole McDonald. Like that was such a fun bowl game. The amount of NFL throws he was making in that game, and like just. That was one of my favorite bowl games. Yeah, just uh, tight window, like special throws. That was insane. And that, that was the perfect way for Cole McDonald to, to cap his career because it was probably his best game of his career. So It was. Uh, then outside of that, like, 
again, the special throws are like always kind of there. You see them in most games, but then, like I, this, I'm gonna put it. He misses so many layups. He misses a lot of free throws, but he hits a lot of threes. Yeah, I don't know. He, how... He's he's gonna be like he's. How early do you think he gets drafted? Like I wouldn't be surprised to see a James Morgan go over him because it's just the NFL is weird that way, and Cole McDonald might be too weird for them, and Cole mm-hmm. McDonald could fall to the sixth, seventh round, and end up on a practice squad. He's very interesting um, with the right coach. He's interesting. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Cole McDonald is a, a guy I w- I wouldn't want to bet on, <laughs> but he's very uh, intriguing. But it, like if if he's there in the sixth round, fuck. yeah, no, then then I'm interested. Cause yeah, like the the spe- like the, the mechanics are so gross. Like the, he could the be the, com- he he could be the best XFL quarterback of all time in history. I, I think that's also he could be the best CFL quarterback of all time too. So yes, uh, fits okay, the, the CFL a little better. The other guy we haven't talked about, Jake Fromm. Both of us have him QB seven. Uh, would you take Jake Fromm on day two? Uh, no. I me neither. He's to me. He's Case Keenum. He's a guy who there's like he's gonna be in the league for a long time. Yeah. He's gonna be a competent backup in the right scenarios. I think surrounded with talent, you can get some starting potential maybe out of him. But ultimately, he's not a franchise quarterback. Uh, just he the the arm talent isn't great. Um, not a good athlete at all. No, um, I think he's not that like I, he's a high football IQ guy, but he doesn't make like he's not a great decision maker. No, he, not he, really. He, he'll pass up open stuff down the field for the for the little layup too frequently for my taste. And he like yeah, he's not that accurate. Like he he's kind of consistent, I guess. But that uh, I think that's I don't know. Maybe we just say that like I don't know. The feet aren't like he's he's pretty like he's clean mechanically, but the feet aren't even that good. Like. Then, like, you know, he just keeps hitting those back shoulder balls, and he does it so frequently and so well. Yeah. Like, okay, that's a nice throw. But then, like, under throw seam routes all the time. Uh, he's not great under pressure. Another guy who misses a lot of layups, like you said, kind of goes into the decision-making. Um, and then, the, like, you, like you said, the, the legs are nothing. I, like, I'd be fine with him being one of the first ten picks off the board in day three. Uh, I think that's where he should go, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, at worst, you got a really, really good backup, uh, and I think that's kind of what he is. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's kind of. I think the NFL is going to view him as more than what he is, though, and he'll go on day two. Okay, his perfect he, landing spot is the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and I don't mind that. Like, if they take him in the fourth round, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, if he wasn't at Georgia, like, what do you like? Where would he go in the draft? Like, if he was at a Group Five school. Do you think anyone would know his name? He wouldn't have come out if he was at a group five school. Okay, no, but like, just say say he's a senior. How, like, do you think he'd be draftable if he's at a group five school? Am I being too mean? Well, if his tape's the same, then yes, because I have a draftable grade on him. I know, but you know what? I, the NFL, I don't know. Well, like, I I have him in like the fourth, fifth, late fourth, early fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFL would see him as a day three guy, I think. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I was just be trying to be too mean, and I'm higher on from than you are. So, uh, okay, let's uh, hit me with your five to one. Uh, fifth, I have Jacob Easton, as I mentioned already. Uh, early to mid third round guy, and then we make a huge jump. I don't have any second round grades. Um, Jordan Love is my fourth quarterback. 
I have him as a late first round guy. I got Justin Herbert as like a mid first round guy in that 15 to 25 range. As my number three quarterback. Two is my number two, top 10. And Joe Burrow is my number one, also top 10 pick. Okay, I have Jalen Hurts five, 95th on my board. Jordan Love four, 30th on my board. Justin Herbert three, 16th on my board. Two a two, 10th on my board. And then Burrow one, second on my board. So we're very close with those uh, those four guys. Yeah. So uh, the big difference for us is Hertz and Eason. It's not even that major of a difference. Um, no. You're betting on potential. I'm betting. On, uh, I'm taking a safe bet. I think mm-hmm. is how we're uh, do you, that. Do you have a first round grade on Jordan Love? Uh, no, but it's hard for me. Uh, I'm 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 a big alpha. It's hard to get first round grade in Robbie Paul's books. It's like a borderline. I'm close. But I, yeah, I ended up giving. I ended like up giving. I, I think when it's all said and done, he'll be higher on my board. But right now, this is where he's at. Um, but I really, re- every time I watch him, I like, I like more and more. The obviously the arm talent is insane, uh, and just his ability to make out of structure plays, but not in yeah. the same way as a Burrow or a Tua. It's like in the Patrick Mahomesy way, just with his ridiculous arm angles, and um, he he, can... he's so good at manipulating his release point to place balls. Really, yes, good. well said. Yeah, uh, and like physically, he's got everything. I mean, the two best athletes um, are arguably Herbert. Physically, just in terms of taking into account athleticism, arm talent, size, like all of the physical traits that matter. Him and Herbert are the two guys. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm interested. Do you have a comp on Jordan Love? I I don't have one. He's a hard one. Yeah. Drunk Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) See, (laughs) I love that you do a lot of comps because, like, unless it comes really naturally to me, I don't I don't really force them. Yeah, I'm a hack and I force them. I get it. No, yours are more fun. It's more fun when you have them. So mine's Jimmy G, and I don't love it. Um, but with that, it. It has to do with, like, he is such a... He look. Oh, this is going to sound weird. He just looks like a quarterback. Uh, physically, the arm talent, the the uh, the ability to move. Um, they're just both beautiful human beings. Um, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Love reminds me a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo throwing, like, between the numbers or between the hash mm-hmm. marks. They're just really well put together quarterbacks where you can see it, it, if you cut their 10 best throws, you're like, wow, that's a franchise quarterback. And if you cut their 10 worst, that's a project. And I yeah. think we're seeing a lot of people that, I mean, it's crazy to think the 49ers just lost the Super Bowl and people are like out on Jimmy G. Um, <laughs> but I think that has to do with that where it's just the consistency and it's getting that consistency down pat and, uh, I, I do think Love ends up on. I hope Love ends up. Uh, Love ends up on the Colts, backing up Philip Rivers for a year or two, and then because I think that's his absolute best case scenario. Um, if you if you look at Jordan Love's season statistically this year, like does he have? He's one of the guys that like on paper it's like a one touchdown, three pick game. You're like, okay, this game can't be remotely impressive. Like I'm gonna go into this and drop. Yeah, I know, him. but it's, then it looks good. hilarious. I know it's hilarious. Like you go back to that Michigan State game. Uh, in 2018, it was pretty impressive. But then he threw the brutal pick to lose it. The LSU game, terrible statistically, and it kind of better than it should have been. Like it still wasn't a great game, but still. Yeah, and also his statistical drop off 
with the coaching change and just every basically every starter around him being gone. Exactly. Like that you need the context for why the numbers dropped off. And his bowl game was fantastic too. Like mm-hmm. it's similar to Cole McDonald, like Jordan Love won out on top. Yeah, no for sure. I, I like I he was a bit of a he's been a bit of a roller coaster for me. I remember like the first time we did Jordan Love in the summer was it last year. I, I loved him. I had a fir- instant first round grade on him. And then since then he's kinda dropped a bit touched the third round for me and uh, he came back up and settled in the first round so um yeah no uh it, it's interesting too because I've got all the my top 10 quarterback stats up mm-hmm. and and love has the most interceptions um like by by a decent margin <laughs> and uh I don't know. It's just he needs to sit more than anybody, but mm-hmm. there's just so much potential there. And with Justin Herbert, both of our quarterback threes, do you have a comp for him, actually? I don't. Uh, who's yours? Mine's Wentz. Uh, it's been Wentz for a while. Yeah. I don't hate the Ryan Tannehill ones either. I think that's an interesting lower-end one. Looks a little better now, too, right? Yeah. Um, and I think you got it. Like, Herbert was just in the complete wrong offense at Oregon. Yes. Just the bubble screens, the tunnel screen. It was so boring. Get him in, a, in an offense where they take advantage of his play-action pass ability, throwing it downfield. He's got the best arm, I think, in the class. Um, he's got crisp mechanics. Really, at times, breathtaking ball placement. Ball placement. Yeah, yeah, It's not always consistent, but when it's on, it's crazy. Uh, he needs to improve some decision-making, and, and he... he uh, he doesn't get rattled under pressure, but under pressure, he just he makes silly decisions. But like it's like he he seems more than any of them. Well, maybe not more than Burrow or Tua for that matter. But he he seems like he's got a very short memory in terms of mistakes, which I I, I mean that as a positive. No, yeah, it always is. Yeah, um, agree. It's just like the offense kind of sucks. Like when we saw him pushing the ball downfield, and even like as a sophomore, it was just like holy shit, like. Throwing darts, like that beautiful that, ball placement. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Is he's been a very similar guy since his like, where yeah. obviously Burrow got way better. Tua can I think clearly got better. Love it was not the greatest situation, but with Herbert, it, it feels like he's been the same guy since he was a true sophomore. He, he and I, I agree. I, I've kind of said for how a long high time is though. his ceiling, but you you said his ceiling is the highest. Let me say this, but I've been saying for a long time that I'm just ready to see him out of that terrible Oregon offense and yes. on an NFL one. No, for sure. Uh, like I said with Love, uh, I think it's the Colts is his best spot. Where do you think Herbert's best spot is? I I think it's the Chargers. But Chargers. Yeah. I, I do too. Because they're going to use his mobility, which I that, want to see. That's the most underrated thing about him, I think, is taking advantage of what he does uh, as a mover. And we only saw that late in the Oregon season when they absolutely needed him to be yeah. that guy. Yeah. I think it'd be absolutely silly if you draft him and forced him to be just a pure pocket guy. Like, it's, oh, for sure. It's not. I know he's six six two thirty six, but he's not a pocket like he is. Like he obviously can make throws from the pocket. He's get similar, him outside. That, that's part of why I have that uh, that Wentz mm-hmm. comp where he he's this big, strong, in theory pocket passer, but he's he's actually a really great athlete mm-hmm. who can make some wild plays, and he's not consistent. Like Wentz is not been consistent in his career obviously and um he can make some poor decisions but when he's on he's on fire yeah and you know going back to that too i, I wouldn't worry too much about running him because he's he's a really smart runner he protects himself a lot yeah he does 
And uh, like late in the season when he really had to turn it on, he dropped the shoulder a couple times. But whatever, that's that's the win football games. So that just makes me like him even more. Yeah, uh, obviously Tua and Burrow are top guys. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about them. Um, but, but how about this? Obviously Burrow's going to the Bengals. Where do you is Tua's best landing spot the Dolphins? I think it is. But like, I if you too. could, if you could pick any team schematically, where would you want Tua to end up? That's a good question. I have like a, I have a. Hit me with yours, if you've got one. Like the Chargers are up there, but again, I like the Herbert landing spot. I think it'd be kind of cool to see him succeed. Succeed. What's the word? Yeah, Um, Tom Brady. To be completely honest. Well, that's part of the reason I think the Dolphins are a good fit is because that offense that the. I mean, now Chan Gill is the OC. I'm not totally sure what's going on in Miami, (laughs) but. In theory, that Patriots style yeah. offense is a is a very fun fit for a guy like Tua, who is such a great anticipatory thrower. Mm-hmm. And although that offense doesn't uh, necessarily take advantage of mobility on on uh, uh, as like a runner, I don't think you want Tua doing that that much. Like Tua is a decent athlete; he's not a great athlete. He's he's almost a better pocket mover. Than runner, if that makes sense. Like you're not designing runs for two. Exactly, and with Herbert, that's why I think he makes more sense for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if I had the option of either two as the better passer, so I would take him. But uh, with Herbert in in that Lynn offense, where you know deep down he wants to be using his QB as a runner to to um, give them that uh, extra man in the run game. Yeah, I think Herbert's the better pure runner. Like. Of the top guys, after Hurts, Herbert's the best. Let me say that the Patriots did draft Danny Etling to to use his athleticism. Hey, he had a sick touchdown run in the preseason. That was amazing. I know, exactly. I I think the the Patriots would theoretically use Tua's athleticism very well. But it's not going to happen. So if you you lend that to Chan Kaley... Brady was very... Great on like plash and rollouts and like Tua. That's yep. where his bread and butter is. That's why I hope he he ends up on the Dolphins. He gets to sit that full year to to recover behind Fitz, uh, and then takes over year two. And I hope Jordan Love ends up on the Colts. Gets to sit a year or two. I hope Herbert's thrown into the fire with the Chargers. To be totally honest, I hope Burrow's thrown into the fire with the Bengals because obviously he should be. Uh, I where do you want Easton to end up? Just I, I kinda, shows I almost like over. Let's just hit. Where we want Easton and Hurts to end up, I guess. Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago. Where do you who like Easton starting for Tampa Bay? What round? We t- third round. Ideally, the third, yeah. And uh, behind who? Like who would you want him starting right away? No, behind behind Jameis. I think that'd be so much fun. <laughs> it would be correct. Uh, and you said Hurts Bears. That'd be interesting. I hope Hurts ends up either on the Bears or the Raiders. See, but if he if he's a Barry starting week one, which it's in good. But isn't it? He does the same ability, but better as Trubisky as a runner, and he might be the better passer. I honestly, right now, who would you take, Mitch Trubisky or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Me too, and uh, I think he'd be pretty damn good in, in Nagy's offense if he gets it back up and rolling. Nagy doing all these weird things. He'd probably love a guy like Jalen Hurts. So exactly. All right. That's it for the quarterback show. Tune in next time for the running back show. Later Whoa. in this week, I think. Probably. Yeah. Uh, find out that AJ has uh, AJ Dillon, RB1. 
RB1. Yeah. Uh, so follow AJ at AJ Marchese13. Follow me at Paul NFL. Uh, and uh, stay safe. Yes. Uh, watch out for COVID 19.